You're listening to the voice of the future, fighting for America every day. This is the conservative crusader. And here's your host, GOP Josh. Hello and welcome to the Conservative Crusader. My name is GOP Josh. Thank you for tuning in to our 100th episode. The 100th episode of the Conservative Crusader podcast is today. I never thought we'd hit this day. I never thought we'd make it to this day. The 100th episode. Triple digits. It's like a a, a child's 10th birthday. But to the extreme, that's what this feels like today. <laughs> My name is GOP Josh. Thank you for tuning in. You know, I, I'm just, I'm so happy today. I'm, I'm, it's the 100th episode. I just want to thank you all for listening for so long. Um, some of you have been listening from the beginning. Some of you have just started listening yesterday. Uh, so, so thank you and listening today. So thank you for listening to the 100th episode. The first 100 Let's go for 100 more, and then go from there. You know, it's not every day that you hit such a milestone that makes you excited to do something. And this milestone really made me excited to do the podcast today. I mean, I always am. I love doing the show. I wouldn't do it if I didn't love it. But not every day hits you as hard as today hit me for the 100th episode of The Conservative Crusader. I'm very excited. Here's to 100 more. But in American politics, you never have a slow Thursday, so we have to get into the news. I'm I'm, I'm so excited. I don't even want to move forward. I want to talk about something that I want to be celebrated about, but I want to save that for the second half. So if you're watching the title of the episode, you know what it is, but we're going to save that for the second half of the show. Paul, uh, Senator Rand Paul says Congress has to borrow from China to send $40 billion in aid to Ukraine. Hopping right into the sorrow to-, to the to the sorry talk not sorry but the the sorrow topics, the sad topics. First thing, a Breitbart News Daily host Alex Marlowe spoke with Paul as the Senate remains poised to pass legislation that would send forty billion dollars in military and economic aid to Ukraine, while Americans grapple with inflation and food shortages. Paul has single handedly worked to hold up that in Ukraine package, contending that the package needs an inspector general to ensure that the billions of dollars are spent wisely. Paul said that the America that America would have to continue borrowing from China to appropriate the proposed Ukraine aid package. Quote, I think it's important to know that we don't have any money to send, to send that we will have to borrow money from China to send it to, to Ukraine. And I think most people kind of get that and many Republicans will say that when it's just a new social just a new social program, but if it's military aid to a country they're like we can borrow that that's a justified borrowing. Paul explained to Marlowe. So there are two different sides on this argument. One side is significantly larger than the other in Congress. There is the side of, specifically in the Republican Party, there's the side of Mitt Romney, and there's the side of Rand Paul. We just heard Rand Paul. Senator Romney released a three-minute video on his Twitter feed, and I I downloaded the whole video. So I'm going to play it, um, probably pause it in between, but I'm going to try to play it in its entirety without blowing my mind up. And then we're going to move on from there. But I I do want to play both sides of this argument. 
And we have to borrow it from China. The money's not being well spent. It's $100 per person in Ukraine. So let's hear what Senator Romney has to say. Play cut. You're going to be hearing all sorts of reasons not to send military hardware to Ukraine. There's a Ukraine support bill in the Senate that's been already passed there. It provides $40 billion, half of which, $20 billion, is for military arms going to Ukraine. Now, one senator said he will vote no because we should be paying attention to the needs of Americans, to American interests. Well, we can walk and chew gum at the same time. And it's very much in the best interests of Americans to see Ukraine succeed and Russia fail. If Russia wins, this will not be the last time it invades a neighbor. And war is bad for everyone, even here in America. It interrupts the flow of raw materials. It raises the prices of oil and the products Americans buy. It roils capital markets and depresses the value of our retirement investments. If Russia wins, It'll mean that stronger nuclear nations like Russia will be able to invade and oppress other sovereign nations at will. Russia winning is a win for authoritarians like China. Now, some will argue that. Okay, I'm pausing it right there. Just just from what we heard Rand Paul say. That last part that he said just wasn't true for authoritarians to invade and oppress other sovereign nations at will. Russia winning is a win for authoritarians like China. Us having to borrow $40 billion is a win for China. China wins either way. Either one way we tank our economy doing it. Or the other way, Ukraine and their differences from, from Russia are protected. I, I want to remind you what the only difference between Ukraine and, and China is. But I don't want to get get deplatformed, get taken off of social media. But let's just say it has to do with with the, the, the pedophilia agenda and the pedophilia agenda in America, specifically pertaining to the gay marriage issue. Gay marriage is legal in Ukraine. It's not legal in Russia. That's the main only difference between Ukraine and Russia. I mean, the, their languages are so similar. People think Ukrainian is just a, a, a tongue or whatever the proper term is of Russian. I mean, that's the only difference, and that's what we're protecting when we're sending $40 billion to Ukraine. Most of which is being borrowed from China. I'm going to continue playing Romney's clip. I want him to get his full thoughts out there. Now, some will argue that this Ukraine bill is too expensive. Now, think about it. We spend about a trillion dollars a year. That's 1,000 billions a year on our national defense. Good. A lot of that is due to the fact that Russia has 1,500 nuclear warheads aimed at us. And if we send $40 billion to Ukraine... They're going to continue pointing them at us because we're going to be the reason they lose. That How is that not obvious? If we help the people Ukraine is going against or Russia is going against, we will be the next target. We will be targeted next. That's pretty obvious to me. But it's not obvious to the Democrat from U- from, from Utah. So spending $20 billion, that's 2% of our military funding, to help Ukraine defeat and weaken Russia is one of the smartest and most economic investments we could possibly make. <laughs> now, some will protest that Ukraine has corruption, and we can't guarantee the money will be spent the right way. Well, first of all, they're going to be buying the military hardware from us. If they're buying the military hardware from us, why do we have to send them the money in the first place? Just send them the hardware. I'll re-say that. If they are buying the hardware from us, 
send them the hardware instead of the money. And maybe before we get too animated about fraud and corruption in Ukraine, we should focus on the fraud here in America. Did you know that of the COVID relief money sent for unemployment insurance, over $150 billion was fraudulent? And you've done nothing to stop that. That means it was stolen by criminals. Of course, we should make sure that Ukrainian money is going to be well spent. But that shouldn't be an excuse to continue to delay getting aid to the people of Ukraine. Now, I'm going to be voting for the Ukraine bill because it's in America's interests to do so. And it's also the right thing to do. Ukrainians are fighting for freedom. They're being brutally violated by Russia. So I'm proud to stand for the freedom-loving people of Ukraine. And I hope you will, too. Is it in America's interest? Is putting ourselves even more in the middle of this conflict in America's self-interest? Is getting us on the brink of war with Russia in our own self-interest? Is getting NATO involved in our own self-interest? Because if we give this $40 billion to Ukraine, which they're going to use to buy stuff from us, supposedly, why? I mean, what makes you think Russia's not going to attack us next? If Ukraine wanted to win the war, they, they, they could win the war. I mean, they have the resources. Russia's not putting up a strong fight. I mean, they have the resources to do this. Why don't they do it? Why don't they stand up and fight? And why do we have to give them $40 billion to do so? Why is it our job to give them $40 billion, $100 per person in Ukraine, by the way? Why is that our job? Please explain to me. If you are listening and you want to put in a comment for tomorrow's episode about why it's our job to protect Ukraine and why it's our job to give them $40 billion to protect Ukraine. I don't think there's a problem with saying we support Ukraine. But I do think there's a problem when we're spending $40 million, $40 billion, I'm sorry, with a B, to fund their war efforts. When our own southern border is being impacted more heavily than, than Ukraine's is, to be, to be frank, and more of a threat to us. Worry about one thing first. Worry about us first. And then worry about Ukraine later. Worry about America. Put America first. I know that's hard for Romney to hear. I know it's hard for Romney to hear that we need to put America first, but we need to put America first. I'm not afraid to say that. And I hope you're not either. And I hope you're not either. My name is JP Josh. This is the Conservative Crusader on the 100th episode. We might go a little longer today than, than our allocated 30 minutes just because it is the 100th episode. It's a special episode. Very excited. I'm very excited. I'm sorry. I'm so happy. I, I wish I had like a cake or something, something planned. But it just kind of popped up. I'm like, oh, it's the 100th episode. Uh, I, I guess we're doing that now. <laughs> but my name is JP Josh. This is the Conservative Crusader. Make sure you follow me on social media. Uh, GOP Josh 20 on Twitter and Instagram. At GOP Josh on Gab, Getter, Parlor, Telegram, Truth Social. Am I forgetting something? I feel like I am. Follow me over there 
on all those platforms if you are on them. And if not, most of them are good platforms outside of the first two. So join them and follow me there. I'm I'm especially popular on Gab. I'm verified. They gave me a check mark on Gab. Okay. I love Gab. They gave me a check mark on Gab. Gab G-A-B.com. And my username over there is G-O-P Josh. Just like if you see the see the uh, the name on the podcast, it's at GOPJosh.com. That's my username over there without the dot com. When we return, the disinformation Mary Poppins has resigned from the Department of Justice or Homeland Security, whatever it is. I think it's the Department of Homeland Security. I, I didn't mean to applause, I meant to clap. She resigned, okay? She resigned. The board is being put on hold. Very excited for that. Also, half of Biden's Twitter followers are fake. Wait until they hear about his voters. My name is JP Josh. This is a conservative crusader on the Red Future Radio Network. We'll be right back after this. Stay tuned. You're listening to The Conservative Crusader. This is The Conservative Crusader. Welcome back. This is The Conservative Crusader. We've talked a lot on the show about the Orwellian disinformation board put in place by the Biden administration. To try to combat mis and disinformation, which is not the job of the government whatsoever to, to decide what is fact and what is not. But they 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 tagged a woman to lead the board. I'm not saying she's not qualified, but they tagged a woman to lead the board. And and this is her experience in disinformation. Play clip. Rudy Giuliani shared that intel from Ukraine. Or when TikTok influencers say COVID can cause pain. They're laundering disinfo and we really should take note. And not support their lies with our wallet, voice or vote. Oh, information laundering is really quite ferocious. It's when a huckster takes some lies and makes them sound precocious. By saying them in Congress or mainstream outlets. Oh, yes, information's origin seems slightly less atrocious. <laughs> Singing Mary Poppins in her, I'd assume it's her library in her bedroom or something. On TikTok, is this lady's disinformation qualification. Independently studying disinformation is her qualification to serve on a government board trying to combat disinformation. That, that's her qualification. At least that's what we're being told. Well, the board is being scrapped. And she resigned. I need a cute uh, congratulations or celebration again. Because, I mean, today is such a good day. They couldn't handle the truth. The Biden, administra- the Biden administration has paused its controversial plans to create a disinformation board causing its would-be leader to resign. In a statement Wednesday, Nino Jankowicz, the disinformation expert tapped ahead the panel, said that with the board's work pause and its future uncertain, and uh, I have decided to leave the DHS, the Department of Homeland Security. Sorry, I confused the justice and the Homeland Security earlier in the, before the break. To turn to my work in the public sphere. A Jankowicz departure and the decision to scrap the board was first reported by the Washington Post. Uh, the, the lady who reported it is the one who doxed libs of TikTok, by the way, so they're probably friends. The board had been subject to weeks of backlash from Republicans, Libertarians, and even some liberals who likened the scheme of, to the Ministry of Truth from George Orwellian's classic novel 1984. 
The Washington Post reported that DHS had decided to stop the board's work on Monday and Jankwitz had drafted a letter as of Tuesday morning. The outlet had added that she had been given the opportunity to stay on in a call with DHS officials officials on Tuesday evening. White House Press Secretary Karine uh, Jean-Pierre attempted to distance the West Wing from the disastrous initiative, insisting we did not have involvement in this at all when asked if the top officials had ordered the halt. The Biden administration had quickly announced the creation of the board last month, saying it was meant to sp- fight the spread of disinformation spread by agents of Russia, China, and Iran that can affect border security, American safety during disasters, and public trust in our democratic institutions. Amid the backlash, DHS insisted that the board does not have any operational authority or capacity and was meant to preserve rather than limit free speech. <laughs> let's, be, let, let, let's be honest. This board is the Biden administration's attempt to silence you and I. To silence free Americans who voice political opinions that oppose theirs. If this board was put into place and actually began working, I believe this podcast would have been taken off of off of your favorite platforms. I believe I wouldn't be on Apple Podcasts, I wouldn't be on Spotify, Google Podcasts, uh, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. I don't think I'd be there anymore. Because what they consider mis, or I should say disinformation, because they say disinformation, not misinformation. What they consider as disinformation in what is an actual fact can differ. And no one is stopping them from changing what they identify as a fact to what is an opinion. This board would have no doubt stopped freedom of speech and freedom of political speech in America. Your favorite media, whether it be a podcast, a TV show, a radio show on the air, would have probably been shut down. And we would have seen a uniparty of thought where anyone who goes against the regime would have been shut down. This board wasn't shut down because the DHS had a change of heart. This board was shut down because patriots like you and I and thousands of other patriots and probably millions of other patriots across America realized that the the federal government deciding what is considered um, true or false will undoubtedly lead to censorship and undoubtedly lead to censoring political speech. It would have been inevitable. It would have been inevitable for this regime board to censor, quote, disinformation would have been used to silence political opponents. I mean... Jen Psaki, and I wish I had the clip before she quit, said at the at the White House podium that she thought that social media platforms should ban people who say certain things. She said the administration is working to help social media platforms identify domestic terrorists and ban them. So it's pretty clear that this whole operation is to just take that away from Biden. And, and put it towards the, the rest of the administration. 
That's the goal. But because of the work and what you said and what other people in the in the right-wing media said and what these people listening to the program, this program said, shut down this board. And for that, I, I, I applaud you. Wrong button. I keep pressing wrong buttons. I applaud you. Because let's be clear, this didn't happen because of a change of heart. This happened because of a, this happened because of force. This happened because you, a proud, patriotic, America first, free speech American, spoke your mind and said, I'm not going to be censored by a 1984 board. And they happened to listen. And they had to listen. This all began when COVID disinformation was the biggest threat to our domestic sovereignty. Disinformation about COVID was a threat to our sovereignty, right? Or the threat to our nation. In PolitiFact and, and Snopes and the Washington Post's four Pinocchios, started fact-checking everything that came out with little to no evidence backing up their facts. Those boards would have most likely, or those groups, I should say, would have most likely been employed by the DHS Disinformation Governance Board to censor you and I. So I actually applaud the Biden DHS for one thing, for shutting this failure down before it launched. For shutting this tyrannical, anti-American board down before it actually had the opportunity to launch. I applaud that. I hope you do too. Because this board was a threat to you and I. A threat to our political speech. But But the true disinformation... Is the illusion that the at POTUS account that has 22.2 million followers, that the majority of them are real. Well, just the slim majority of them are real followers. Nearly half of President Joe Biden's Twitter followers are fake accounts, according to a report. An audit of Biden's official at POTUS Twitter account found that 49.3% of Twitter users who follow the account are fake followers. Newsweek initially reported Tuesday. To conduct the audit, Newsweek used a follower audit tool called Fake Followers created by data analytics firm data analytics firm Spark Toro. According to the Fake Followers tool, which is available to use for free online, the app POTUS Twitter account has about 10.9 million fake followers out of 22.2 million total, which makes up 49.3% of the account's followers. The number is relatively high for an account that size. The median percentage of fake followers for an account a similar size is 41%, putting the at POTUS account on the high end of the spectrum. The low end is about 25% fake followers. The tool that defines fake followers as accounts that are unreachable and will not see the account's tweets, either because they're spam, bots, propaganda, or because they're no longer active on Twitter. To conduct the audit itself, the tool samples 2,000 randomly user, uh, random users picked out from the 10,000 users who followed the audit account more recently. The tool then analyzes the followers using more than 25 factors that correlate with spam, bot, low-quality accounts. Spark Toro notes that while none of these indicators alone point to a fake account, when multiple indicators are present, there is strong correlation with low quality. Okay, I, I, I'm done. This article from the Daily Wire 
is sourcing that multiple indicators present shows that these are, are, are low quality or, or fake accounts. But when Ben Shapiro wrote, reviewed 2,000 Mules, he said, well, we don't know for a fact that phone was there. We don't know for a fact that this is information. What if you gave your wife your phone? When if you go to 10 drop boxes and five different nonprofit organizations to pick up ballots, you are a mule. And he denied that because he didn't want to get banned anywhere. It's just the hypocrisy. It's a little, it's a little crazy. And I just, sorry, I just went off the deep end. But while we're talking about fake ballots, if 49.3% of, of POTUS's followers are, are fake, wait until they find out about his voters. Wait until they find out about who actually cast their ballot for, for, for Joe Biden. I mean, it, it's very, very lackluster, very lackluster amount. Also, Trump was in office for four years and he had 32.6 million followers on his official account that he hardly used. Biden's been in office for a year and has 22 on an account he uses for everything. It's kind of sad. It's kind of sad, Biden. The true president, the, the, the true America-supported president is Donald Trump. You know it, I know it. And your 51.8%, or sorry, 51.7%, or 50.7% of real followers know it as well. And when your disinformation board inevitably makes a return, we will remember that our free speech is enshrined in our Constitution and the First Amendment. And you can't use it, and you won't use it, to silence your political foes. It'd be funny if you tried, to be honest. I don't think American uh, freedom-loving Americans will fall for that. I don't think your 50% of real followers will fall for that. But who knows? You, who knows? You know, you know. I, I don't really know what else to say besides the fact that, besides the fact that today was a great episode. And I want to end this again by, by thanking you for everything that you've done for me over the past 100 episodes. I went from a, a 13-year-old that knew less about politics than his dog began rambling on what he read on Fox News here here on on the conservative Josh show and transformed that into one of the largest teenage conservative podcasts in America uh, with internships and interviews and almost 9,000 followers across social media in just about 100 episodes. So I thank you for the support. I thank you for Listening every single day, as many of you do. I thank you for sharing it. I thank you for reviewing on Apple Podcasts. I thank you for celebrating with me today. And I thank you for fighting for freedom. Fighting for the America we love. Fighting against the Biden administration and their attempts to censor both me and other people in the conservative media. I thank you for following me on social media, both alt tech and mainstream big tech. I thank you for your support listening to the advertisements of the podcast. It's how I support this, and I don't even make very much from that at all. But I just use it to support the podcast and keep it on the air. 
Thank you for your support of the Red Future Radio Network entirely and at GOPJosh.com, the support there. Thank you for your emails, your words of encouragement. And I just thank you because we have a we have a nation to save. As the intro says, fighting on the front lines of the America First movement. We have we have a nation to save. And I believe that working with those of you who listen every single day and those who don't, but those patriotic Americans, we can truly fight for this nation. We can truly bring our nation back from the brink. We can turn it around and we can fight. My name is GP Josh. This has been the Conservative Crusader on the Red Future Radio Network. Episode 100 on May 19th, 2022, the year of our Lord, 2022. My name is GP Josh. We'll be back tomorrow with a brand new episode. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Conservative Crusader. 